everybody. Welcome to Soundcheck, the rock and roll and alternative music podcast here at Central Michigan Life. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my uh, my authoritative figure, co-host, <laughs> Andy Mullen. Fuck you. You know what? <laughs> I mean, I first of all, whose idea... Whose I, I'm idea whipped, I'm beaten every day. <laughs> Whose idea was this episode to do? It was mine. Uh, I This is something I had in the so, back. Uh, in no, the, no, before before you continue, I just want to say, <laughs> see, I let you do things. You don't, do. Don't pretend do. that I'm some <laughs> fucking dictator. Just because I say I don't want memes on the episode doesn't mean I'm like a hard ass. <sighs> Whatever. All right. <laughs> so, um... Before we talk about today's episode, uh, our earth-shattering, spine-tingling uh, episode of Soundcheck <laughs> today, we'll uh, we'll do our usual announcements. Yes, we got a, we got we got Twitter. Yes, don't we? we do have we have we have some social. Um, follow so- us on follow us on Twitter at uh, is that S Check Official, right? And then Soundcheck Official is yep. the name of it. We're creative here. Uh, kind of, Visit that to uh, get your uh, yes. weekly fill of I did, I, I, I did see tweeted out <laughs> yesterday's episode. <laughs> yeah. I've been meaning to do so, but I'm glad you did because yeah, I did it, and then I I um I posted the episode with the our top ten debut albums episode. The, the math doesn't, doesn't lie. lie with the uh, with the breathing out emoji like of the nose <laughs> kind of thing. But anyway, um, I, I wouldn't put the emojis there. I yeah, do. I, I they, never use emojis. Well, I think they're funny. So I mean, like you can't sense. be surprised. Don't talk. Emma. We haven't introduced oh. you yet. What? You can't introduce Shut yet? No. Wow. <laughs> See, I'm the authoritative one. I could do yeah. that. I can do that because, well, let's introduce it first. Today we're talking about something that I've had on the idea list since basically Andrew allowed me to be on this. Um, it's talking about emo music and um, why the music... Um, kind of like our the mainstream stereotypical definition of emo is not actually what it is and i decided to bring on my yeah i'd say best friend brody um (laughs) i could say that blushing um i am blushing yeah brody uh how long what do you do here at cmu what do i do here yeah Um, what do you do here in life yeah he's he's a student here at cmu freshman just like me but what else do you do uh, I I work at more media. Oh, I well, I don't know. I'm part of more media records. I I do miking and live sound, and I um I've tried to be on TV shows, but it never pans out. <laughs> um, because I'm bad at camera stuff. Yep. And what else do I do? I do one more thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I work on CM Live. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like yeah. you know what? Where you know the thing that actually hosts our podcast and graciously lets us. Get away with just <laughs> swearing a lot. Right, yeah. Um, Apparently we're dirtbags, by bro, the way. Bro, you're also on the radio, too, right? Oh, I am, but that's that's more of a hobby because I actually do not like radio. <laughs> nice. I mean, you're on the, uh, what's, like, what's the station here called? Uh, I'm on 91.5, but we do a specialty show, which means we don't play the garbage. It's on 91.5. Yeah. So we've, there's a rap station here, and there's like an alternative station. Yeah, well, right? it's adult alternative, which is basically... I really mean, bad folk rock. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there like a more like actual like rock station? They here? used to have one, which used to be one hundred one point one, but and then they wanted to have a rap station, and for then they had to decide between adult alternative and rock, and for whatever reason they picked adult alternative. Mm. I really like to do that, but like I don't know if I. Well, can. we do a specialty show that's classic rock, okay. but but it's really it's classic rock, like two songs of classic rock, and then ten minute talk sets. Yeah. 
Can anybody do those specialty shows? Yeah, yeah. You just got to... I remember the first time I joined the radio. I went there. I was like, can I join the radio? And then I walked in and they're like, okay, you have a show. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I mean, like, I was going to say, hey, maybe I can actually join that with yeah. like... Because I actually have some, like, with, with this episode, I yeah. have some practice with that. But I remember all the things I say in this episode. <laughs> well, yeah, it's very different. Like, you're, oh. you're allowed to swear when you're here, Brody. I know you're not allowed to do that. No, I see, I'm in full radio mode, so I'm, like, I'm like terrified to say even poop, like, yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, but by the end, you'll, 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 yeah, you'll have to be flying. But anyway, how long have we known each other, Brody? Uh, preschool, I guess. Yeah, like that long. Three, four, five-ish. This, this is the man right here that pretty much showed me a lot of the music phenomenons that I'm into today. You introduced me to punk rock. You introduced me to grunge. Mm-hmm. Um, you introduced me to a lot of new indie stuff. Um, you keep me updated on a lot of contemporary music that comes out. And you pretty much got me into what we're talking about today, which is emo music. And uh, I personally started liking this after... We went to Bloodfest last yeah. year, which is a little music festival that goes on right across the street from it's where we live. Practically, really big. I I had someone on the show. I work on with the music mm-hmm. stuff, and he, apparently, he's gonna park at my house when the <laughs> Bloodfest happens. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> but yeah, that's how close we are. We our subdivision um, is literally right across the street from where that mm-hmm. happens. But anyway, that's how I got into it. How did you get into emo? Because you were into it a little before I. I don't got know. Into it. I don't even like remember. I guess it started because we like we like started liking indie rock, and then like nowadays with the emo revival, it's kind of like indie and like emo mixed. Yeah. So like I guess I just kind of like you know through just through Spotify and like other things like recommended to me, I just kind of like found my way. Sure, Andrew. I want you to describe what are yours and pretty much. Everybody else's well, per- perceptions. I, 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 th- on I emo. think you're mischaracterizing how I viewed emo before okay. this. So, I, I, I again. So, from from my understanding, you know, from uh, my, Michael here seems to be describing a phenomenon that seemed to kind of happen with punk. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably maybe a little before this time. You know, obviously, fr- frustrations with what's like actually considered emo because obviously. As someone who's really into punk rock, yeah, I, I don't try to be a gatekeeper. I, I don't like that. But yeah, it, it does still annoy me uh, to a certain extent when people are calling Green Day, they're the a great punk band. You know, mm-hmm. Blink-182, wow, they're just a great punk band. Like, no, I think the pop punk stuff is different from actually punk. Sure. So I, I do kind of understand your frustrations with the fact that, yeah, a lot of people consider MCR, Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, mm-hmm. um... Taking Back Sunday, all the you know the, the, the those bands from the early to mid two thousands that kind of exploded into you know your the mainstream you know, and more specifically into Hot Topic, yeah. you know that kind of kind of shaped a lot of people's perceptions of emo. And certainly when I was first getting into music, my perceptions of emo. Um, when I was I was really hardcore getting hardcore into music until I was like about in eighth grade. And mm-hmm. then one of the first bands that I really got into was Green Day, because I remember my dad playing Wake Me Up with September End. Yeah. A it's lot. it's easy. It's easy listening. And and I, from Green Day, you know, instead of doing the sensible thing and going backwards right. <laughs> in time, discovering all the bands that they supposedly, you know, they they, they sound inspired, like yeah. yeah, you know, like the Ramones or the Clash or whatever. I went forward from like the time of like Dookie or kind of around the time when American Idiot was big, and I was listening to a lot of Fall Out Boy, and I'll readily admit that yeah, Fall Out Boy, uh, Jimmy at World, um, mm-hmm. um, probably MCR a bit too. 
So obviously that's what the perception I had of emo. And in that time, I actually liked all, all those bands. So I was like, wow, that's emo's pretty cool. Then I, I, I moved to the age of like 14 or 15 or whatever age it was. Like, wow, even music is really fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. So, cause I had that perception. And then, then someone mentioned, you know, I, I don't remember where I heard it from, but it was like some videos, some guy like talking about pretty much what we're going to be talking, what, what you're, you know, what you're, what you're referring to me as far as like misconceptions of email. It was like, yeah, yeah, everyone look, you go back, look at like Rites of Spring and then, you know, they're like really, they, they show what human music actually is and how good of a genre it is. And I was like, okay. Then I found Rites of Spring. It's like, wow, that's pretty cool. This is nothing like what I consider email. Then I discovered that later on, Jawbreaker is considered an email. And I was like, okay. So as, my yeah. perception of email was like, Okay, so it started out as something really cool, mm-hmm. and then somehow by the like the early to mid two thousands, it morphed into something really cringy. Yes, I think base. That's I guess that's that's that was my perception before this. Mm-hmm. So, what I think the uh, our baseline of what we're going to be talking about throughout the episode is trying to put a definition, a clear definition on what emo means, and then also trying to. Uh, summarize what came, what juxtaposes a lot of those uh, bands that you just mentioned, um, and also just talking about our favorites and opinions. Always being those opinion assholes as always on this show. Um, and then we have we have a new face here that's going to uh, give some new perspectives. So yeah, uh, um, it should be mentioned though that my except for because I know we have to divide it up in eras. Except for like the first wave, the first era, the proto emo, whatever you're gonna call it. Obviously, I've allowed some of those bands. I was f- pretty unfamiliar with a lot of this stuff. Again, certain bands like Sunny Day and Jawbreaker again, and then, you know, even a bit of Brand New I, I was familiar with, but a lot of these bands were pretty new to me, so just yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. I guess let's start at the beginning with DC Hardcore. I can truly say I don't give a fuck about your That's like kind of the question that I want to think about. What would you say? Ian Mackay's label, Discord, bro. Well, I mean, it definitely came out of the Washington, D.C. Uh, scene. I mean, emo actually is was used as kind of an abbreviation for emotional hardcore as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, a lot of political hardcore and angry hardcore. This was more, I guess, you know, sad. Yeah. Uh, sadder and like, you know, more feeling stuff. Kind of like... Well, one point I saw was just the clear distinction away from the political side of punk into the more introspective side. 
Well, I, here's here's the thing, though. I mean, I know, and it's pretty true. A lot of people think of you know punk rock as a very political genre, and while it certainly in many cases is, it's not it's not always the case. And you listen to bands like you know uh, a lot of stuff from Musica do, you know, a lot, a lot most of everything from the Descendants. I mean, there is even a lot of Black Flag songs that weren't really necessarily later Black Flag. Sure, I mean, there is a song on um, Damage, just straight up called Depression. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, true. so it suggests that these these feelings or these um, or the fact that you know non political topics weren't ever covered in punk before. I don't think it's necessary. I, I don't. That wasn't. That's not necessarily true. So, but I think I think em- what emo did initially was capitalize on those introspective lyric th- lyrical themes and stuff like that, uh, mostly headed by Ian MacKay's label Discord and then Ian MacKay's bands too. I, originally, I thought like Fugazi was the proto emo band, but uh, it was Brent who kind of told me like eh, Embrace is more emo than Fugazi. I don't know. Would you agree, Brody? Well, yeah. I mean, Fugazi, I think I think it developed an emo sound, but it definitely is closer to post-hardcore. That's why you see a lot of post-hardcore and emo bands kind of like they have the same label because mm-hmm. they have similar sounds when it comes to sonically, not maybe not lyric-wise, but sonically they have similar sounds. Yeah. And then you got bands, of course, everyone knows Rites of Spring as the <laughs> Everyone knows Rites of Spring. No, right? well, those, those who... <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying those who know... What we're talking about, no rights of spring as the proto emo protege. Yes. But uh, but what other bands that people might not know about kind of arose in that era as well? Like Dag Nasty, yeah. Embrace. See, see, no, Dag Nasty is something you know. And this this was this was really interesting to me because when Dag Nasty, um, I, I knew about Dag Nasty before, obviously going in because again I'm a huge punk head, and uh, there's a song like Circles, just a song from the later in the career called Ghosts that I love, mm-hmm. and. When I think of Dagnasty, I'm thinking, okay, that's that's hardcore. You know, that's just that's just hardcore punk to me. And again, you want to put it under the label of post-hardcore, but I've heard that applied to so many. Di- I've heard that applied to Helmet and Hell. What, <laughs> you know, and if going back to, to that misconceptions, I, I when I first heard the term post-hardcore, that was like, I think that was like you know connected with like Pierce the Veil or um, Falling in Reverse. Those fucking yeah, awful it's, bands. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I mean, I don't know. I, to me, the post, the, the label post hardcore has never been a very consistent one to me. Yeah, I like follow the post hardcore subreddit and they like post like Pierce the Veil shit. And I'm like, uh, I'm looking for like a Fugazi. I'm not looking for Pierce the Veil. Right. Talk about Jawbreaker a little bit, Andrew, because that was the one that you really. Well, it, I, well, it's funny because, I mean, it was, it's funny with Jawbreaker because, I mean, I, every, everyone knows me. I, I'm a huge, I really do like me some Jawbreaker, especially Unfun. It's, Classic album. I love his vocals on mm-hmm. that on that on that entire record. Mm-hmm. But like they they kind of, they kind of started off with a bit more of a punky sound with that record. But as kind of they kind of went on, they they would kind of do more experimental. They almost sounded a little like closer to Sunny Day than you know any other punk band as yeah. they went on. It, it, again, it is it is kind of weird seeing them kind of thrown in there. And again, I mean, is the first wave of emo not like is it kind of akin to? I'm just gonna say this right now because I mean this is this was an issue I, I talked to Michael about before mm-hmm. going in here. It seems that there's a lack of consensus for what emo is, right? To me, and so and this is just me trying to understand that um, because when I see bands, you know, even this wave, you know, you know, Rites of Spring and you know, Jawbreaker, you know, kind of 
diagnostic kind of thrown in. It's, it seems to be a bit of a sonic, son, sonic variety right. there. And, even you know, to, even when you throw it into the waves perspective, there's still no way in comparing, like embrace to American football. Well, the thing is, like, okay, so uh, the Supreme. Okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Off topic, but I'm going to bring it back. Okay. So the Supreme Court's definition of pornography is, I I don't know what pornography is, but I know it when I see it. It's kind of like with emo. Emo, I can't give you like a clear definition, but I kind of know it when I hear it. Okay. So, okay. So I guess, I guess we'll just jump to that conversation now. To to me, like, is, is emo music just like, okay, it's emotional. It's sad. Is that kind of the baseline of what emo music is? I think emo is a tag that more gets thrown in on top of other genres. Like, you see the bands in the 90s taking on alternative rock, but also is labeled as emo. You see bands coming out of the post-hardcore punk scene, but also getting labeled as emo. Right. You get you leaving find that in some art rock with some uh, Joan of Arc and stuff like that. You can yeah. find that with some noise rock. You find it later even with rap nowadays. Yes. Like, it's like... It's 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 purely just like I don't but I don't know what are what's what are some other labels that kind of um, mirror that image? Could you say grunge is one of those? Yeah, for, oh, for sure. Because you know, I I think well the second episode we did of last season, um, you know, I I made this point constantly, maybe a little too much. Uh, with 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 grunge, it's kind of seemed like it's based off a of feeling, it's based off a of mood. And then you have bands like Al, you're trying to put Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam under the same genre and Nirvana yeah. in there too. Right. It's like it's hard. And it's, it, and it's, it's strange. So, so like, so like when I, so uh, the first wave is very similar because all because pretty much every band here I look at it's like okay that's just punk. Would you say the first punk wave music. is the most consistent for you? To, to me, understand? yeah, because it's it's all just punk music to me. Like, I, like everything in here is what I just call punk music, and that's kind of like the thing with grunge. It's like when I listen to Nirvana and L Seven, it's like well that's just kind of pretty punky. Okay. And then when I listen to Alice in Chains, it's more metal, more sludge metal to me. And then, like, Pearl Jam or Nirvana, sorry, not Nirvana, Pearl Jam and, like, Soundgarden, there's this weird, darker, psychedelic version of Led Zeppelin almost at mm-hmm. times. So, again, at th- th- that point, I'll, I'll come back to the point more as we go on to the episode. But, like, yeah, to me, when I... I, th- I think it is fair to say that the first wave is kind of the most consistent to me sonically. But, like, it's my point is, like, okay, but I think these bands fit better in other genres mm-hmm. than... But before before we move on into the timeline, I need to know that you understand there's some consistencies or some uh, trademarks of sound that's different from your classic punk music to this emo. What are you finding in there that's different? I mean, there there is certainly more melody, but even then, like a lot of times, like Bad Religion is considered a very melodic punk band, even times melodic hardcore. Mm -hmm. And and obviously Rise Against, that that term also is thrown against Rise thrown onto rise against as well. Mm-hmm. So my so it's just my my question is are do would those bands be considered you know, I mean and you know actually Fuscar Du probably would fall in there as well. I mean are these bands considered emo in any sense? Fuscar Du is another one of those bands that inspired but not technically emo. Okay. That's that's at least what I picked up. Yeah. What, what give me an opinion, Brody. What what is some clear distinctions from hardcore punk to emo to help everyone including Andrew understand what the main difference is in my especially when you hit the second wave in my opinion in my humble opinion and somewhat uneducated mm-hmm. um i uh in my mind especially when you start getting to the second wave emo is kind of where like indie rock and like the early alternative rock and uh indie rock kind of meets mm-hmm. um punk rock in in a way because like 
like bands like uh, American Football and Captain Jazz use like a lot of um, alternate tunings, like Sonic Youth and mm-hmm. um, other like early alternative bands at that time. They sure. embrace a lot of noise elements, and they're also um, they also have longer songs in punk. Mm-hmm. Usually, like like Sunny Day Real Estate has like you know five six minute songs on there. So it's really it's really a really broad and wide definition but i mean i guess in my mind it's a little bit more melodic even though there is already a sub sub genre of melodic hardcore yeah i mean to to me when i when i when i list when I was listening to the first wave stuff and by the way i should just mention even don't don't get the fact that i'm being bogged down with genre names i probably just care too much about it i still really in, like this was probably the favorite stuff that i listened to throughout this again i'm just a punk guy mm-hmm. so i really like the music and what, what what i enjoyed and probably where the differences come in for me it's like okay and especially when you to Dag Nasty Embrace. Embrace I wasn't as familiar with. And, you know, it's like, uh, this, it was reminding me almost a bit like, you know, Husker Du in a sense, where there's a lot of high end with the guitars and a lot of, you know, really just kind of, well, it wasn't as punchy. It was, he was clearly trying there to make a, a feeling more or less there. And yeah. I could certainly appreciate it for that. Um, you know, and, and Rights of Spring kind of had, was punchier, but it was certainly a little more reminded me still kind of the emotional side of Husker Du. So I don't know, I guess those bands, I guess that's, I, I could connect it with a lot of with the punk. And so I just still call it punk music, but I can certainly see why some people think that there are differences here mm-hmm. enough to warrant some kind of subgenre, perhaps. Okay. That makes so, sense. I yes. think, I think with those bands, like Dag, even though they are hardcore punk, it's a lot like, um, their emo retro, like, looking back Mm -hmm. like i think at the time everyone's like oh they're just hardcore punk but then like you notice that a lot of elements for them were built off of kind of like you know when like the stooges came out no one like had a label for it they're just like oh they're like a rock band but then like when you look back retrospectively you're like oh they're like very innovative not only not only that but from what i've read all the bands of that time hated being labeled emo Uh, i remember uh, an interview with ian mckay saying like Emotional hardcore is the most like, or like emo core is the most fucking stupid name I've ever heard. For <laughs> I, actually, I actually, I, I read that somewhere. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's a sound like. And it. a lot of those, a lot of those front men yeah, really it, hated the. And label. You know, you know, what? I I get it. Like again, just because I'm, I, yes, I'm struggling. Like yeah, I struggle to see kind of a consistent genre here, like compared to punk music. But mm-hmm. like, I can certainly understand. Okay, this is kind of this is the proto punk equivalent, you know, of emo music. So right. That. I can kind of see. Okay. Kind of. So from there, now that we have our baseline, our, our DC roots, our hardcore punk baseline, <laughs> now we reach the fork in the road, right? In the 90s. Uh, we're going into the early 90s, and now things, now this is getting expanded across the U.S., mainly in the Midwest, right? Mm-hmm. It does yeah, It does adopt a big, um, not really following, but a lot of people in the Midwest, some reason, love that shit for right. whatever reason. Yeah. So this is when we capitalize on that point where emo can isn't really considered a genre. It's more of just like something that gets tagged on. It's almost like a parasite that latches on to other genres. I know that's an awful way to put it. I mean, but no, but I know what you're saying. Again, same thing I, I would argue happened with grunge mm-hmm. for certain in the late 90s. And there's another shot. You know, and it, you know what? I'll argue indie rock. Yeah. Um, I fucking hate the term indie rock so much. Yeah, it's so broad, right? It's, it's just like, well, oh, we're a band, we're independent. <laughs> right. Well, whoopty fucking do, great. Yeah. How many fucking bands fall under there? Right. And yeah. how does that define your sound? Yeah. You know? But well, like, indie's interesting, just like offshoot. Like, yeah, just because, like, it, it originally meant like independent rock, like, mm-hmm. you know, 
Like, no label. Yeah. No kind label of thing. or yeah. like really small label. But now it's a sound, which is like really interesting to me. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. But no, it's it, you're gonna find that in emo too. So it's like yeah. now we're seeing people take that definition and interpret it in their own ways. Um, this is when we start to get distinctions in. Um, some people incorporate math rock into it. Some people accord, accord, incorporate alt rock into it, or noise, or anything like that. Some people did um, uh, incorporate or really uh, heightened on those screaming vocals and made screamo. You know, so, so I, well, what was it? Well, funny enough, actually, I you know even hearing bands like maybe I'm jumping jumping to too far of conclusions. I know bands like Sunny Day and Braid and Halbum for sure. When I was looking at them, I was like. I can't even hear a bit of showgaze in here. Yes, for, for fuck's sake! If you say showgaze one more time, <laughs> I you know I it's honestly it. just a joke at this point. But I just like I literally when I first heard like I didn't hear it. I heard like I heard saw the name like, shoegaze, showgaze, whatever. It was like. Shoegaze. There's no. You're the there. only one who's ever said showgaze in the history yeah, I, of the I world. Yeah, I showgaze. So like, there's no fucking way it's called shoegaze. That'd be a dumb name for a music. Genre. Here, here's the thing. Lay off Andrew a bit because, okay. like, if you because shoegaze is one of those genres that was made for like four bands, and if you guys had a shoegaze episode, it would last ten minutes. Yeah, I guess. But still, but, it can't uh, be shoegaze. It's so easy to understand. It's called shoegaze because they lift their shoes <laughs> when they dumb. play. What? That's so yeah. stupid. Well, I didn't know that. That's, that's what it's. That's, that's why it's absolutely that. fucking inane. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, but yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but. But no, you know, I, I hear. Here's what I'll say about the second wave, though. Um, they, I, I definitely found like a lot of bands. Oh, this I can definitely understand. See how a lot of these bands could fall under the same genre. Like I think Mineral was definitely one. Braid, yes. Hum, Sunny. Yes. They, they all sounded like it's not all, like the exact same, but they were like very similar. It's like okay, you can kind of see. Yeah. It. So I think so. We t- we kind of brushed on Sunny Day. They take on more of like an alt rock uh, yeah. take on it. As as this Hum as well. A good way. I think a good place to start though. The Kinsella family. (laughs) Right? Uh, Explain. Okay. okay. The Kinsella family is basically what started emo in the Midwest. You got Tim and Mike Kinsella. Those are the main uh, perpetrators. What do they do? So uh, they started Cat and Jazz. Which okay. is uh, a really not famous because, like, it's like saying everyone knows right to spring. But uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, but they started prob- uh, what kind of defined, at least in in my opinion, emo in the '90s. With um, they had a lot of alternate tunings, a lot of um, like tapping and math rock yes. elements, a lot of noise rock elements. Mm-hmm. I, I will. I will say actually, well, I was talking about Captain Jazz though, because. Aren't those guys also involved with American football? Am yes. I wrong? That, yep. They all Here's went the on to do their own thing. Mike Kinsella, his side project yeah. was American football. Mike Kinsella had American football, and then Tim Kinsella had Joan of Arc, and then the guitarist yeah. had the Promise Ring, which are all known as very influential emo acts. Yeah. Right. That, that's where it starts to kind of fall apart for you. Because, again, right. when I listen to, first of all, American football, it's like, it's just math rock. <laughs> you know, to me, I yeah. just hear math rock. Captain Jazz was like, Kind of, this is almost this is almost coming back to punk, you know. It was actually there was actually found some similarities for them and like maybe not technic, te- you know, n- not technicality, but certainly sonic sonically with you know small brown bike. Who by the way, I fucking loved. That's why that was give, give give that one. I'll to give Brent. I'll give Brent here. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I did not know. I did not hear hear of him, and I liked them a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. and but like and but here's the here's the thing with Captain Jazz and American football. It was it was kind of interesting because that kind of. I wish I, 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 I don't would. see like how 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 the how does that fit with um 
the we, stuff we, that we just talked about yeah, right. on Sunday yeah. right. or whatever. But, or and then hot water yeah. music is thrown in there and at the drive-in, it's like bands by the way I both love and I need mm-hmm. to listen to more. So I discovered listening there. How do you, do you know hot water hot water music very well? Not much before I researched this uh this they're fun this great. I know. I'm gonna get into it for okay. sure. But I sh- I wish I would have drawn you um because I I at like I think one in the morning one night, Andrew was blowing up our little Facebook group <laughs> chat between me, Andrew, was and Brent. One in the morning. It Calm was. Down. It was close. It, and I was just like slaving away in the study room working on my project. And Andrew's <laughs> asking, like, I need help. I need a map. I need something. <laughs> I need a playlist. Give me fucking something to help me understand this. I'm like, okay. I'll draw you a map, and I drew him like a little timeline thing I with the subgenres and whatever. But I wish, I wish I would have drawn you another map, just mapping out the Kinsellas and their projects, because yeah. it's because Bro- uh, Brody really helped me understand this. And the way I look at it is, you have Captain Jazz as the foundation. Tim went off and capitalized on the more art rock and noise rock kind of elements, yes. the more hardcore stuff, if you will. Mike went off and did the the somber parts of emo with American football. That's why it's and, really low and key the and mellow. Rock, the math know. rock too, as well, and with stuff like it, Owen, his solo project where it's all pretty much acoustic, yeah. um, just really capitalizing on the mellow aspects of emo. So you got those two merriments, and then you got Nate thrown in there being the bass player, and that's well, well Nate. Nate wasn't the bass player until 2014, <laughs> so he doesn't really count. Yeah. Uh, but the guitarist of um, of Captain Jazz, I don't know. Was I will, will I, say this though, because yeah, um, I remember it's kind of rushing him aside when you first introduced me to them with like the playlist you were making me, Michael. But mm-hmm. I was listening to this, I was like, wow, this wow, fuck, this guy's actually really good. Well, what, what's the one? Well, the one that starts with anal. Oh, Captain Jazz. Yeah. Let's let's try to pronounce it. Alphabet. I know the first word is alpha. Alphabet apology ethology. There you go. <laughs> really good i enjoyed them a lot more than cam jazz is fantastic i enjoyed them i don't know how you're gonna react to this i enjoyed them a lot more than i did american football and i think i think captain no i'm i'm totally okay with you saying that but like i think captain jazz is always that band that people can come back to because we didn't even touch on how like kind of toxic the emo community is like especially on like online forums and stuff like that everyone's arguing over what's real emo or what's not real emo but I think everyone can kind of come back to Captain Jazz as a consensus and saying like all right, Captain Jazz is emo and we can all agree on that I think I think personally and Mm -hmm. I don't know for all the you know 
emoologist out there. <laughs> um, I think Captain Jazz is kind of what developed the at least modern emo sound. When what when did they when did they first form? Guitarist Victor Villarreal. I think that that's the one who started the Promise Ring. Who kind of who kind of started the whole pop punk sound when with they, emo. I, part of it is because I'm a punk head and I just like. Like a lot of noise. And I think that's the fourth time you've said that I so know. far, Andrew. Good Sorry. job. <laughs> I forget. So I'm glad you keep <laughs> I, I forget sometimes Andrew yeah. likes punk rock. It's really. I'm so, thank you so <laughs> much for reminding me. His thing, bad religion so is really off the American football. You know, it was. You know, the, the, I think for math rock is fairly accessible, uh-huh. and which which I appreciated, but at the same time, it was. I thought Michael. I'm sorry. I thought American football was fine. But I, I don't see what I knew you'd take a liking to Cabin Jazz more in the American football. Yeah, but no, because I, I don't see what's so special about them because they, they, they tend, and I know exactly what you're going to say to this, mm-hmm. and that they tend to meander a lot with, with their sound, and they tend to, they just tend to like kind of take things on for too long. And it's just like, are you talking, is this American you, football? This is American football. Okay. So, and, and even then, like they have a much, Plainer guitar tone. It's not. No, it's it's pretty at times, but like at the same time, it's still kind of plain. And it just nothing about this. Like it was certainly I, I enjoyed it. There was honestly uh, with the question mark. That was mm-hmm. a great song. I like really liked that one. But it wasn't anything that really jumped out 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 of me at that first record. I guess the reason I originally fell in love with American football to begin with, like, I, yeah, I'd still throw I'd throw them up there as one of my favorite bands of all time. But like, uh, I think I just didn't. I never heard anything kind of like that before. And I really liked how they incorporated some horns in there, which you're gonna yeah. see a lot throughout emo. That was uh, what? What song was that? The summer that's, ends. Yeah, summer ends. That's also on the very last one, the one with the wallets, or, or I think that's how it's pronounced. That's my favorite song. But like, um, you know, and you get like bells and chimes, and it's just a very mellow, yeah. nice, nice music. It is. It is very jazz influenced. Mm-hmm. Introduction to math rock. Yeah, yep, pretty much. Okay, it was pretty much American football and then a band called Chan. But uh, but yeah, that's yeah, that was pretty much my intro to math rock, and I'm still exploring it to this day. But yeah, uh, let's get let's, let's try. I'm trying to focus us on a Sorry. certain topic, but uh, let's talk. We'll, we'll we'll finish what we're talking about with the Kinsella family, because um, you also got Tim and Mike going on to form Owls. 
right? Yes, and that's that's more of a math rock emo group too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a clear distinction in the vocals between Mike and Tim. Tim is a little more aggressive. He doesn't tend to stay on key, whereas Mike is a very mellowed out and you know he's Tim the kind of singer the, that's uh, going. Captain Jazz. Tim is Captain Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Tim's more of a punk singer. Mike's, I think, more of a traditionally good singer. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's not just the Kinsellas that are going to define the '90s, though. Uh, I mean, that should go without saying. You have Sunny Day Real Estate, who came out about the same time. Fantastic band. Yes. Yeah, I really fell in love with them. Got Mineral uh, is a great example. Um, Texas is the reason I listened to for the first time, and I really like that yeah. as well. That's yeah, another one Brent threw at me. You know, I, I really liked, um, I, I was vaguely familiar with Hum, um, but I really, really enjoyed it. Little Dipper is a great song. You also got hits thrown in there by Mock Orange and stuff like that. That I the did. end of the world. Did you listen to that one? I don't think I did. That's that's Mock Orange's big hit. That was that that's a pretty good one. Uh, and then also, I think the Get Up Kids arose in this era in this time frame as well. Um, Which Michael and I have a weird relationship. With <laughs> the, the first time we heard kids. the Get Up Kids was like. We were like, we were watching like a a, a video a made spelling by a- video in junior <laughs> class, yeah, and in junior English class, and uh, the theme song was it was a Get Up Kids song called Ten Minutes, and I always thought 
like the get up kids were like this lame band from like wherever they were from but apparently yeah. they're this big emo band i think like, the get up kids are pretty popular but they're they i think um they were right on the borderline of becoming that pop punky uh, kind of they aesthetic. definitely def- they definitely I do I do see the anniversary related to them which is something I know which is something I did listen to mm-hmm. based on your playlist they're from Missouri but close Michael All right. they, 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 both start with an MI <laughs> both start with an MI okay. that's close enough never mind but uh, but yeah um so so that's pretty much what you got, that was such a jumble of information yeah. but i'm trying i'm trying to wrap it up as just well, like well i think with with um so back to your earlier point that emo is kind of like a label slapped on i think with a lot of 90s stuff it, it was a label cuz mm-hmm. i feel like american football is like math rock yes. like with an emo label slapped on i feel like bands like drive like jehu and hum are like post hardcore with the label slapped and down. And then you got like mm-hmm. Jimmy World making some really cringy pop punk and somehow that's thrown in yeah. there as well. Yeah. yeah. But that's they're they're kind of like early and then that's capitalized and that's what becomes mainstream unfortunately. Well, but like I mean that's what you're going to expect. Well, 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 I will say this though. Um when listening to Jimmy World and um I have to drive especially with that the drive-in mm-hmm. by the way another band I need to listen to more cuz I have to drive. They are great. Fantastic. When I, I when I went back to like their older material, mm. not as much with Jimmy, but certainly with that the driving, it's like, oh, this sounds kind of this. I can definitely see how this kind of sounds similar to something like you know American football or mm-hmm. maybe not tech, tech, tech technical shit, but you know certainly stuff like minerals. Like I can kind of see how th- I, I can start to see some kind of similarities here, but obviously they all kind of went off to do different sounds and yes. whatnot. And, um, some better than others. But At The Drive-In is another one of those examples. They're more post-hardcore, but they do have emo elements sure. tinged in. Is that kind of where Hot Water Music falls in as well? Yeah, they're, they're like more, like, uh, again, I think I mentioned earlier, but like post-hardcore and emo for some reason are like very much like interchangeable mm. for people. Which is it's very odd. It's very strange, but like... Because you, wait, do, do you think Helmet is post-hardcore? No. Because <laughs> I've heard Helmet described as post-hardcore. In my, in my personal opinion, they're all they're like really early alternative metal, but that's just me. Alternative metal is like another one of those genres that was probably made for like three bands. Yeah. Yeah. So so some of those bands that we described, like American Football, um, Mineral can be thrown in there too. Even some early Cabin Jazz songs, they can all be thrown into a subgenre that some people refer to as just like twinkle emo. Right. So, or oh, I, I know some people call them like that, Twinkle that, Daddies. Uh, yes, on that list, <laughs> it had a separate section labeled Twinkle Daddies. Oh, You're right. What yeah. the fuck? Which, yeah. which, which, though the the resident Twinkle Daddies in the emo genre, they're they're usually the more math rock influenced. Yes. Daddies. Yeah. <laughs> because it's it's clean. It's it, it's dude. stylized. I, I, with, I, I seeing the bands was labeled under there. I can get the name, but it's still. I, I think it's mostly just because Mike Kinsella is such a stereotypical dad. Like he really? has, a co- yeah, he has. Every a time kids, he posts he the picture like on his Instagram, like I feel so bad for his kids. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What does he do to his Because children? his 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 Instagram name is is not oh, e- is not eating an option, and he is like a fifty year old man. That's like a twelve year old girl's Instagram handle. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Yeah. But anyway, oh my god. So so we'll summarize that. Now we got to we have to mention Screamo just because in 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 Brent's name who's editing right next to us who can't join us. Um did did you do you know a lot about Screamo Brody before? I don't. Actually, this opened my eyes cuz like 
screamo, I always thought, mm-hmm. just because it had the word scream, was like... Metalcore yeah, shit. Was like metalcore. Right. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So, but it then realized that, I don't know why, I feel like, you know, very stupid for not realizing this, mm-hmm. but screamo is short for screaming emo. Yeah. <laughs> and so I... I learned a lot. I learned a lot mm-hmm. about myself Just and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all I could think of was when I was listening to Scream, I was, oh, this just sounds like like mineral American football. What? Except, oh, like the intros, I guess. Well, sure. yeah, yeah, except like the, the singer probably doesn't have a voice after performing it. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, know, you know what? I, you, know, you know, I can see. You know what I think could have inspired this genre? Mm. The song Don't by Dinosaur Jr. Yeah, sure. I can definitely see me. I can definitely see that, actually. It's Whoa. like someone was just like. By the way, someone just got like really high, listened to like Bug, and then um, what's its face? Um, then uh, American Football back to back, and they're like. Got an idea. Yeah. Wait, is "Don't" a lose song? Yeah, yes. I hate the only lose song on that album. Is it? Is it off? Of, you're living all over me. Your that's bug? a that's bug. Ah, uh, yes. That's the, the, that's the five like word song that goes. Ah, uh, yes. The one song I don't like off. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew loves it. That, well, Mike Kinsella's on your side, by the way. He thinks uh, in an interview I just watched he 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 has bug over you're living all over me. So. There you go. What? Yeah. I, oh, Mike Kinsella's like, now my I least like favorite Mike person. Guy. This Mike guy sounds pretty woke to me. Yeah. <laughs> pretty woke? <laughs> pretty woke when it comes to Dinosaur Jr. Yeah. <laughs> well, he also thinks Megadeth's better than Metallica. But, so, me? I don't know. No, me? no, no. Mike Kinsella. Oh. So I, no, I no, think no, all of yeah, his no, What's your Do you think Metallica's better than Megadeth? No, yeah, Metallica for me is the best of the big four. Me too. I really do. But oh, I, we're not getting. No, we can't get into this because I will actually shoot you if you say Anthrax is next. Oh, then he's not gonna like the hot take I posted on the group. <laughs> <laughs> my, pers- my personal ranking, my personal ranking is Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth, Slayer. Objectively, it's Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. Anthrax is always at the bottom if you're being no. objective. No, yes. Anthrax is great. What's uh, wrong with Anthrax? We, okay, we have to continue. I no, what's you, wrong with Anthrax? I want to hear this. It right kills now. people. <laughs> <laughs> the band Anthrax, Michael, come on. <laughs> How much of Anthrax do you no, actually know? No, it's not that the band's actually bad. It's when you put them up against Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer, they're awful in comparison. No! Spreading the Disease is a classic. Persistence of Time is one of the most underrated metal albums we gotta ever. Keep, we gotta Among keep the on. Living is, oh my We gotta God. keep on the topic. No, no, no. I will kill you. This, this, this is on topic. Anthrax is basically proto-emo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I hate, um, Because it makes uh, me want to kill the, myself. This is, oh. Honestly, this is exactly how I wanted this. Ep- or this, this is actually how I predicted this episode would go. Oh, Just hurts. It's jumbled and it's, it's chaotic, hurts. but it's fun. <laughs> But yeah, let, let me, me let me. I don't know how we got from screamo to there, but this this exploring this whole stuff really awoke a love for screamo in me, and I got to throw that to Brent. He definitely recommended a lot of great bands that I checked out. That and Michael found out fantastic. that he hates sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a newer screamo band. They only started recently, but yeah, the band I Hate Sex is 
awesome. I love, I love, uh, I, th- I think Envy I like Envy, was yeah. like my favorite. Old Greg, uh, City of Caterpillar was great. Old Greg, old Greg. Have you seen that video? Yeah, I have seen that uh, video. I've seen that. I, and that was like, I've watched the video like religiously when I was in 10th grade, dude. That's amazing. <laughs> that, that's my favorite emo band. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and then uh, Satya too, another great one. But yeah, it, it was okay to me. And like, I, I, I enjoyed some of it, but it was just like, some can, of these, it was yeah. very clearly to me, it's like the the sole focus of the band was trying to scream as hard yeah, as like, possible. Yeah, like I liked it. I was like, oh, this is cool. And like 30 seconds later, I'm like, I'm kind of bored. Mm. I did, I did like the instrumental dynamics though, because like you said, like, it's it's kind of like throwing American football style, like especially in like the intros of the songs. Usually is where it happens, where you get a lot of like nice melody, yeah. and then you just get the screams breaking, it's like it shatters everything. Yeah. And I thought I think it's personally that, really that, cool. I, I liked that, but again, like the trick just kind of got old to me after a while. Okay, that was just me. Hmm. I agree with Andrew. Well, maybe we'll. Uh, Maybe we'll uh, we'll explore some more in our off time, but I personally really like it. I'm gonna listen to it a lot more. Then, uh, shout out to Brent for uh, for recommending me a lot of those great bands. So now we can continue on in the third wave. I guess I guess we covered second wave pretty well. I, it was kind of jumbled, but to the best of us. So no, well, I, can I lead off with this question? Yes. Okay. How do you guys think? Because obviously, like punk and pop punk, you you guys seem to have a general consensus that what was considered actual emo during this time and we'll just call it the bullshit hot topic bands mm-hmm. how how did how did people start linking those bullshit hot topic bands to emo if you guys don't think that I think honestly emo? truthfully I honestly think, by American football honestly question mark <laughs> yeah. by American football <laughs> um I uh, I think it's the fan base truthfully yeah. I think because they uh, of the bullshit hot topic of bands? the bullshit hot topic bands because they acted like you know all gloomy and all oh, oh is me I hate my life but I love my chemical romance <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the only life that I need yeah. and like just like I think that's how they and so like someone probably someone heard emo somewhere and I'm like that describes those people and so that I think that's how they got linked with that well this is also when you see not only a music um mainstream version of emo but a also like a a cultural and a aesthetic mainstream of emo yeah. this is when you see people having the 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 fr- the fringe cuts and like you know all that the, stuff. The hair over the eye, like yeah. if you've yeah. ever seen South Park, like that that it's group just, of people. Right. Like like it was like didn't PewDiePie had like a haircut like that? Yeah. Sure. Swoop over the eye, dyed black hair, hot topic gift cards filling their wallet. Those type of people. Yeah, but th- that's the but you would associate those bands rising to popularity from the influx of those kinds of people and that kind of style. I think that's where, like, the label came from. I th- I think that's where the label... I think they do take influence. Like, I do think, like, Fall Out Boy and My Chemical Romance do take influence from 90s mm-hmm. emo, but they definitely take more of a uh, mainstream approach yeah. to it. And I, I guess maybe they call themselves emo. I mm-hmm. don't know, man. But this isn't just the, um, you know, the hot topic bands that we're talking about. This is also... Um, some more underground picks like Thursday, um, you know, Taking Back Sundays in here. Ugh. You have Brand New in the grouped in here as well. You have um, well, those, Saves the Day and the Anniversary. Well, those bands uh, kind of, those. so those bands build off for like the post-hardcore emo bands kind of left off and like where indie, where kind of indie rock 
and punk kind of mix mm-hmm. and meet because like brand new their their first album is kind of more like pop punk mm-hmm. but like once once you get into like day hot and tend to and the devil and god are raging inside me or whatever, whatever the fuck it's called mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's what it's called exactly yeah bonus <laughs> points for brody Hell yeah, dude. um and <laughs> i uh that's like that has like more of the um sort of like they have these very long songs it's really more even though it has emotional lyrics it's kind of more focused on the sonic elements of mm-hmm. it and i think those bands i think more is what you should take away from the third wave if you want to actually consider it yes. good music yeah <laughs> yeah I you know here here here's the thing for me a lot of those bands this I love is, when you interject here here's my opinion <laughs> now let you let me stop all y'all right now here's my opinion <laughs> go for it Andrew <laughs> if you can't see uh, Andrew flipped off Michael man he always does you don't see what's behind the camera he beats me everyone <laughs> Michael is covered in bruises <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh my God, please! Like, really, like, like the cops called on me. Dude. Like, careless. We already bullshit. did that, and that didn't stop you. <laughs> All right, go, go. Give me, Christ, give, before we go any further, give me, give me, me seem so mean. <laughs> give me your, give me your take on the third wave. Okay, so you know what? There, there are some bands I enjoyed. Like, I remember, I, I think this is also Brent one. I kind of enjoyed the Appleseed. So that was a fun one, huh? The Appleseed cast. Okay, so the full. I, <laughs> I get, the Spotify artist line only goes right, so right, far where right. it cuts off. But um, if I go to your playlist, if I sneak over there, what else mm-hmm. did I? I know the anniversary was great. I thought the anniversary was really fun because mm-hmm. they had like they had like were, are the keyboards in there or like what were, did they use like? Wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, it did because there were, there was something like there was some like electronic thing in there that was actually made it really fun mm-hmm. uh, and enjoy listening to. But I. I don't know. Overall, this I, I feel this this was like the either yeah, at best well no there were some great bands but it's, for the rest of it at best it was boring or at worst it was really cringy mm-hmm. like cringy to we could say okay I'm being reminded of like all those mainstream bands that I fucking hate <laughs> so like um, obviously I throw Taken Back Sunday in there mm-hmm. I I did not enjoy that uh, I'm sorry if you like I I've tried many a time to get into them and I just can't do it. And then I also try because it was in that Reddit uh, thre- uh, that Reddit um, thread, yeah, that we that you showed me. Yeah. I saw a dashboard confessionals like, oh, that that's familiar. Mm-hmm. I'll give them a try. That that was a mistake. Yeah, I ended up not liking that. <laughs> oh no no no. <laughs> um, but and I will say, brand new was better than I remember them being. I mean, there was that one that you put in there. It was sudden death in Carolina. That was really cringy. But you know, um, I I, I was. The stuff from The Devil and the God where Roof was fun. And there was a song from there called Archers that was in a video game soundtrack called uh, a soundtrack for a video game called Burnout Paradise that I played many ages ago. It's a great game.
realized what that game was. That is a great game. It's a very fun game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, What is it? I mean, that soundtrack is very, very hit and miss. But, like, Arcturus is a fun one. And um, What's the game about? It's a racing game. It's like open world racing game. It's open, yeah. Well, there's the first game in the series that was open world. Yeah, it, it uh, it, you basically just like cause carnage. Oh yeah, <laughs> the GTA. crashes. Yeah. Some of the best looking, what probably the best looking car crashes you'll ever see in video yes. games is in there. It's cool. very fun, and that game First. and Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, uh decided my music taste. Yeah, oh yeah, for, <laughs> certainly that that soundtrack yeah. helped. I discovered Soundgarden yeah. through them. Yeah, I also Dude, discovered we, I maybe, also discovered Avril Lavigne through that soundtrack. Maybe, maybe the last episode should be the uh, or, or the soundtrack episode. Maybe. That could be fun. Anyway. We'll see. But yeah, so I I think the general consensus is third wave is that's that's where everyone starts to die off, and that's where it kind of you, you run. Well, into there's some still problems. some good shit going on. Yeah, going I, down I, in the, I didn't hate everything. I talk, about, talk about some good shit. And, like, I, am I like I like Brand New a lot. They're mm. one of my fave bands, even though the lead singer is a bit controversial. Mm. Um, I'd say a piece of shit. <laughs> you, I would oh, say yeah. controversial. Okay, are we allowed to talk about that shit on here? Should we mention what he did? I don't. Keep it brief. I'd like yes. to. I'd like Please. to know. You like to know? Yeah. Okay. He uh he asked underage fans for nudies. Oh yeah. Nah. That's that's yeah. not about. I that. mean, that's not as bad as the Orwells. The Orwells are just horrible people. Yeah, you, I remember well, the talking. Orwells. What they do? Oh, the, the, you didn't see it? Yeah, there was like a bunch of like claims in Reddit that they they like um, they like gain rape people and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. let's I do an Orwells t- episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh my God, no. <laughs> yeah. No, that being no. said, I, I I love the Orwells music, but oh my God. Well, like, uh, yeah, there's uh, some terrible. Th- that, 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 I mean, that that goes back to the ideas. We're off topic thing but that's that's kind of the idea can you enjoy music from terrible people you yeah. know charles manson had a folk album did you know he that did. He, he did he did it's it's like dude and it's I okay mean, <laughs> but not not great <laughs> but hey but hey you're saying it's okay are you saying charles manson's an okay person no charles manson is he was insane yeah uh, but he lived with a beach boy fun fact yeah. <laughs> well actually going? actually to oh relate it to the beach boys because I have a, I have an interesting Charles Manson Beach Boys. So, so Beach Boys relate to emo. Because actually, some people consider Pet Sounds to be the first emo. Oh my god! Emo <laughs> album. Sir, you guys think I'm such a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think I'm just. I dude. He sounds gang. No, dude. It's not that I think you're an idiot, Brent. I dismissed it because the Beach Boys suck. That's why. No, Brent mentioned that exact point on the last episode, and and we were, we all just looked at him like, what are but you like, talking like, about? And that was. So now he pretends ha- the pet now, sounds. Yeah, of now he has a second opinion. So now we now we got to uh, now my Charlie Manson Beach Boys story. Yeah. Go so okay. Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys once lived with uh, Charles Manson. You know the killer. Mm. Um, and all Charles Manson. Face killer. <laughs> you know, not the not the store not the owner baker. in Iowa. Not the baker. Um, not the um. So he. So Dennis Wilson, after a little bit of living with them, was like, oh, my God, this guy is crazy. Yeah. So he moved out and he went back to get his stuff. And the housekeeper. So he sees the housekeeper. He's like, hey, you know, where's 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 my boy, Charlie? And he's like, she's like, oh, he moved out. So Dennis Wilson's like strolling into his room and nailed onto his bedpost is a um, note that says, welcome home, Dennis, with a bullet next to it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Where did this come? Co- Beach out, Boys had the, the first emo album. Anyway, uh, back to the third wave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the best at transitions on this episode. This is this is an entertaining one. Though. I'm I'm enjoying this a lot. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, but there was there was some cool stuff going 
Oh yeah, okay. It started with the leeching our brand new is a bad person. Right. The Orwell's okay, we don't need to go through the conversation yeah, again. And then Come we get on. into Charles Manson. Okay, um, but okay, I like brand new a lot. That was that's probably like a mainstream underground. Like they're mm-hmm. kind of in between. They had a hit or two. Yeah. Um, and they I think definitely continued on the legacy of what like nineties bands like Sunny Day mm-hmm. and Captain Jazz were doing. Um and then you also have um, a lot of bands kind of, sort of starting to t- pick up where American football and Owls left off with right. the math rock stuff. Right. Like right at the right at the threshold of like the 2010s, you have like bands like Snowing and Algernon Cadwallader, which we're going to get into as the yeah. revival, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a debated name because is it a revival? It's it's, 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 it's kind of like you know, it, it, that kind of goes back to the idea of post hardcore post grunts like yeah did it actually mm-hmm. die to begin with yeah and then I I hear there's a lot of like um you know social media and and online forum talk where it's just like the revival is you know it's just for like emo nerds and you know fanatics and people who like well I hear like the revival title is like a a, a wrong title because it, like it never to because I kind of agree because it like it never really died out it just went it's, into different phases it was just happening in the underground it just mm-hmm. wasn't happening in the mainstream mm-hmm. um yeah, which which a lot of people contribute to ba- that's basically what a death um, of a music genre is. You hear Fantano talking about the death of rock all the time. It's not that it's dead, it's just not in the mainstream and in that sense it's dead. So, I don't know, maybe Well, it's dead to those fans. It's, right. it's dead to a lot of butthurt fans. Right. Funny. Even though they claim to like we don't need mainstream music, a lot of them are like if it's not in the mainstream, it's not like in the public yeah. eye, it's just gone. Right. And to quote our boy the melon, mm. Fantano. Uh, yeah. the, the experimentation never happened in the mainstream, anyhow. Yeah. So, like, you know. Yeah. So yeah, now you get now you get the revival, which is bands like you talked about, Snowing, which is another one. You you got me really into Snowing, really Brody. Good. Check They're out Snowing. Amazing band. So bands like the world is a this is a long one. This is the full <laughs> I, band name. This, all right? this whole band name is going to take up the rest of the episode. <laughs> the world is a beautiful place, and I am no longer afraid to die. That terrible is terrible band name. That is the full I agree name. Stupid. Yeah. Bad, bad band name. Bad band name, but in my opinion, good music. Yeah, it was fine. Um, Hit or miss music with this, me. That, that one I think I really is like really the song January 10th, 2014. That was yeah, a good one. I really like getting sodas. That's that's one of my top <laughs> faves. I like getting sodas, too. <laughs> <laughs>
explain to me why this is emo revival because to me this was like the worst like era as far as like actually all these bands sounded really? like they belong to similar genres this is the worst one to me it's like really? how the fuck why is, is modern baseball like it's a long ass band, band name hmm? the long ass band name whatever oh. the world is a whatever just call it the world is a beautiful place but anyway, you're 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 confused as to why modern baseball is like that. Yeah, like and then Hoteller and Joyce Manor, like like all these modern alternative. I, I I get them so confused with like all these modern alternative and indie bands. Like they they it's like everyone Brody, wants to like yeah. put them in one big thing, and they're like not yeah. similar. I feel like uh, Brody would be the best person to explain that because you're into a lot of that kind of contemporary kind of indie meets emo kind of yeah. what's going on right now. That one it kind of it kind of goes back to the '90s where there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on at once. You have bands like Algernon Cadwalder and Snowing and Tiny Moving Parts and uh, there's more. You you're into uh, Mom Jeans, yeah, uh, that are embracing more math rock elements into mm-hmm. their um, which which is characterized by like compressed, very clean tones. With tapping and a lot of hammer-ons, and uh, it's very pretty, mm-hmm. and it's very um, they use odd time signatures. But then you also have bands like Joyce Manor and Remo Drive, the Hotelier, and the uh, the Hotelier mm-hmm. that are embracing kind of a little bit more pop punk, but like they also have a lot of heart uh, post hardcore yeah. elements, mm-hmm. and like um, so emo is just just a, it's just a big it's, it's, it's a big always, wild jungle. It's out there. always been in that. T- which goes back to literally the definition of emo is like emotional. emotional. So you're getting some hardcore, like really, mm-hmm. uh, you know, angry kind of emotions that's paired with, um, you know, the more hardcore. I wish I had a better word than hardcore, but hardcore uh, in instrumentation. And then on the complete other side of the spectrum, you have really introspective and depressive stuff yeah. that's characterized by prettier, okay. more easy, easy listening instruments. And you're always going to have that war between those two characteristics of what makes emo emo. The emo that's revival why that's and why the twinkle so, daddies. That's why it's so hard to understand, <laughs> at least in my opinion. So I, I will say war. this, though. I enjoyed a lot when I heard here. Again, the, the world's beautiful place is a bit iffy to me but I really liked Modern Baseball I really mm-hmm. liked Joyce Manor um, I kind of I feel like I've heard Joyce Manor before, before uh, this. Br- Brent's mentioned them or yeah. mentioned them last week I, I, I really yeah so, so I, I enjoyed what I heard you know again mm-hmm. it's just kind of I don't know inconsistent yeah know. The World is a Beautiful Place is a, a nice one for me because that that band's pretty much like kind of an orchestra they do a lot of strings they do a lot yeah. of like cool you stuff have a cellist that. cellist yeah just a really cool stuff, and and I remember seeing some bands like that at Bloodfest last year, where they had like a cello and stuff like that. Oh, you had vagabonds. And vagabonds. You wouldn't yeah. eat our nuts. <laughs> what, yeah. Okay, Sorry. we went up to yeah. That's, can that's you, sounds can sexual. You? I'll have to clarify. <laughs> so I was signing up for a thing. This woman gave me her peanuts because I did not have enough money for food. She gave you her what? Peanuts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This I, big uh, thing yeah, of honey yeah, roasted just peanuts. Just slurred it too much to where it sounded like yeah. a different word to me. Oh, no. <laughs> no, she did not give me that. Um, she gave me this big bag of honey roasted peanuts. Mm-hmm. And me and Michael, we're, we're, we're big goofsters, big gaffsters. Mm-hmm. And we saw this one guy, and he was playing a band. It was a very intimate venue. Yeah. And we went up, we're like, hey, man, you want some nuts? And he very rudely said no. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no. Get well, away from Well, I yeah. would think that's... If, if, if we someone, were trying to be nice. Like, you're they probably were some hungry. some good-ass peanuts. Okay, yeah. yeah, but if some stranger walks up to me and says, Hey, do you want some nuts? 
I'd be like, no, and I'd call an authority figure, <laughs> a, some form of adult. Because I don't know. we were trying to be nice. I remember us just trying to be like, he's probably hungry. And from his eyes, he thought you were offering him your testicles, but you know. Whatever, dude. We, I, dude, that was. Well, are you saying Mike and I aren't attractive? <laughs> yeah, I, I we call, our- remember when we called the bassist of Shortly like a hot muffler or something. Yeah. And he was like, hell yeah! He like shouted us out. He's like, me and uh, Aaron saw him at Mopop last year. Oh, dude. oh my. God. <laughs> Aaron has a Snapchat. <laughs> okay. Dude, similar to that, I think I've told you this story. It was, maybe, maybe you were there, too. Um, when, I, when, I, when I went to see, when I, when I saw Against Me mm-hmm. uh, in August of 2017, it was a great show, by the way, because before, a band called Bleach was there, who I fucking love. I love Bleach. And yeah, when they were new, sending new up. New song, by the way. What'd you think? I I haven't I had to listen to emo this entire fucking week. I haven't time to listen to fucking Bleach yet. I know Bleach there. It's also a new Silverstone pickup song. Ooh, oh, it's you're so, all your faves. And then there's one other. There was one. I think there was another. Um, this whole week has been like. Good I think news there's for an, I think there's also a new Shunkin song as well. Dude. And uh, okay, let me let me let me let me say something. This whole week has been like good news for Andrew. Blue Oyster Cult's releasing a new album. I don't care about that. You very don't much. care about that because oh, okay. I don't expect to be. Well, I, don't, well, I, I don't know how many original members are still in. Blue what was Oyster the other Cult? good news? Like uh, um, oh. B-52s are going on, like, their 40th anniversary tour. Oh, b 52 playing in Grand Rapids. I am dragging you to that one, Michael. All right. It's in know. September, man. B-52s I fucking love are fucking rad. Hopefully, I'm hopefully, I'm hopefully Best that new wave band ever. I'm hoping that me. doesn't line up with uh, Mac DeMarco, because no offense, Andrew, but I'd rather see Mac DeMarco. Oh, I mean, I, I get that, but you're wrong. Wait, when is it? I, I don't remember. It's, like, in September. Mm. When's Mac DeMarco? In, like, September. There was, there was one other band that was, like, I was really... Oh, yeah, Courtney Barnett has a new song, too. Yes, no she, way. I didn't listen to that. It was mad. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had a chance to listen to any of this shit because I had to listen to emo. What? How did you come out of it? Oh, I, 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 I enjoyed most of what I heard. I mean, what, what bands would you revisit, Andrew? Oh, of course. What genres? What sex? Well, obviously. Which are you coming? Well, obviously, I I listen to some of the first wave stuff, anyways. Mm -hmm. So certainly, I'll be going to that. Look, one of my favorite songs that I discovered. I don't know if this was a Brent pick, but it was from a, a, a song called "Broken" by Turning Point. It was actually kind of was weird. This was like very similar to like I, when, I, when I clicked this band and they gave me a lot of like New York hardcore stuff as like similar, which is cool. And I re- really like it was like melodic New York hardcore. It was like, ah, that's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. So uh, Drive Like Jehu was also good. I didn't know him before. Drive Like Jehu is fucking I awesome. really like Q, uh, Q and not Q as well. I thought, thought they were fun. I'm not you. Yeah. 
Q and not you. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, sir. I'm certainly going to come back to Hot Water Music some more. That they were. I. I. I, was I it's been a very long while since I've heard anything from them, and I was like, damn, I need to listen to this band more. They're mm-hmm. great. And um, probably the same with that to drive in. And yeah. you know what? I really like Captain Jazz. So hell yeah, dude. I'm. I'm. I'm glad. I will. Certainly, those are the, those are the bands that stuck stuck out to me. You always recommend me such great music, and you introduced me to Nick Drake. You introduced me to yeah. um, Laura Veers, and all, you know you're getting slowly getting me into the B52s and all that new wave stuff. So, like, I'm glad there's at least something that you're yeah. gonna take from my I music mean, taste. I just like introducing people to music that I. It's the it's a good hear. feeling, isn't it? Like, you you get me into a lot of the shit I'm into, Rody. You've been doing that since I was like ten years old. So it's a it's oh. a good feeling, I guess. Uh, maybe not ten. I, I remember ten. I liked my favorite song was a was a Pitbull featuring Jennifer Lawrence song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Featuring Jennifer Lawrence. Not, you gotta have that part in there too. Yeah. You can't just, no, not just Pitbull. Oh, Pitbull I remember the song with Jennifer Lawrence. I don't remember the song title, oh. but it went like Tonight we're gonna get on the floor. <laughs> Oh, ten year old me is like hell yeah. I don't, know that, I don't know if that's worse than mine. Ten, ten year old me was into Skrillex, huh? Oh that. yes, that Jesus two weeks Christ. we were all into Skrillex. Yeah, Christ, I don't remember when I was into when I was ten. Speaking of Skrillex, Probably did you hear about him and the mosquitoes at all? Yeah, if it turns out like Skrillex, like a certain they they tried like playing a certain Skrillex song. Mm-hmm. It turns out like it makes them like a lot less horny, so they don't yes. like breed as often, and then they start to die off. So Skrillex what? is so. So Skrillex is so bad that it makes yes mosquitoes want to like commit <laughs> commit like gen- genocide of themselves. Oh my god! Oh god! I had a point about Skrillex, but I forgot to mention it. Oh my shit! God. Oh, remember when? Uh, god, what was the band um, that pl- that made did a Skrillex cover at Rock on the Range? Oh, nothing more. Yeah, that was that was the interesting. Weirdest shit. He had this big fucking. Which, which band was this? Nothing, nothing more. more. Like this oh. new. You don't like them? They're okay. Uh, bad. Oh, the I, looked, I haven't the, thought about that band in like two years. Thanks yeah, for bringing the lead them back to my like con- consciousness, you bastard. He looks like Jim Morrison and Danny Sex Bang yeah. had a baby. Yeah. Uh, but he he had this weird fucking like keyboard thing, and he was like screaming. He was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, and then he slaps his throat yeah. to get the sound effects. Yo, Michael, crazy. I haven't thought about nothing more in two years, and you brought me back to my I'm consciousness. You I kind of like them. I kind of like them Terrible. too. No, but I, I don't know. My my first favorite song ever was pretty embarrassing. Like first, like actual, like that wasn't you know like SpongeBob or some like TV theme. <laughs> Other than like my first actual like radio hit song that I really liked the most. You want to know what it was? I do. The reason by Hoobastank. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a bad one. Wait, how does that one go? I'm not singing it. Or give me the words. Uh, it's the the, the the opening lyrics. I'm not a perfect person. Oh, it's that one. Hoobastank so Stank contender for best band ever? Question mark. No. no. <laughs> Y'all want to get back on topic? What was we're, the we're, we're just wrapping it up oh, here. I, Basically, I is wanted is this one. Is there is there I anything just, else that later. you? We'll play it later. I hate. <laughs> I, I, I I gotta put it on private session first. So, I'm not Andrew, Andrew, <laughs> listen to me. Look at yes. me. Is there I'm any listening. is there any other bands that you took um, out of this whole experience that you particularly like besides those ones that you just named? Um, Joyce Manor probably were mm-hmm. a big one. Um, I really like most other one that mentioned Modern Baseball. That was 
weird vocals, but I liked them. Mm. So. Yeah, and for me, I guess it's just the screamo stuff. I got introduced to that, and I'm definitely going to fall into that hole. Uh, thanks for Brent to recommending a lot of those bands. Also, but. thanks for Brent for introducing Small Brown Bike. That oh, that, 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 there's another one actually right there. I really yeah. like them too. Yeah. I, I, again, you know, I overall really enjoyed the music that I, I heard. I mean, there are obviously some bands that made me right. want to hurl, hurl my eardrums out there's of my. There's so many ear. evolutions that you just kind of like, oh, you're going to find something shitty. Yeah. It's, and But, you know, again, I, and again, again I, I'm, yes, I'm still kind of annoyed by like, you know, I don't. About people trying to make emo a genre, but again, it's the same thing with grunge, and some of my favorite bands come from that genre. So it's I really don't let that affect my opinions on the music itself, and mm. I liked it. So cool. Is that where we wrap it up, boys? Yeah. Uh, I suppose we got we got recommendations to do though. Yes, we do. I, Would you like to start? You actually have one prepared. I don't. Me? Yeah. Don't you? Me? Yes, <laughs> I hope I you do. do. I did, <laughs> but do. now I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> was it the reason by whom? No, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Walk off of that. No. Um, so I'm going to recommend actually a local band. Okay. Um, they're from Detroit-ish, I think. Um, they're they're certainly from Michigan. Um, I first found them on Bandcamp, and then I bought their debut album um, at Dearborn Music uh, Record Store over in well Dearborn, Michigan. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, they they're, they're kind of got this really weird like reverby kind of surf rockish music. Um, Mixed with like indie and alternative stuff, cool. they're, they're pretty pretty cool. Is it kind of uh, like wa- how Waves does it? Not as punky. Okay. Not as punky. Um, I remember we threw out the idea of like doing the alt rock fused with yeah. surf rock kind of stuff, like that whole like weird yeah. 2010s California oh, scene. Yes, California. Yeah. I, I made a ten song playlist that was <laughs> I followed quirky it, yeah. California surf indie garage this might, rock. <laughs> this might actually fit in there, even though they're from Michigan. Yeah, Killer Snake is the song that I recommend. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um, Mexican Knives. What I recommend, their first album is really good. Apparently, I have a second album, which I didn't know until, like, I looked them up earlier. That completely missed me. So, it's literally just called two. Are they, like, oh, they are not particularly popular. No. They're very underground. No. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Let's give them some, let's, 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 to our five regular listeners, yeah. let's, let's give, <laughs> let's give Mexican Knives an extra five monthly listeners in Spotify and uh, yeah. give them a listen. I gotta kill a snake at the Texas line. Cause an earthquake in my daddy's mind. He planned on. definitely got my listen did you see there was a guy on twitter that added us to his like playlist of uh music yeah. podcast I, 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 that was oh, a little yeah. while back congrats <laughs> yeah we got the ben- there's like, like four thousand other ones in there yeah. so. if you're there if hey guy if you're listening to this right now shout out to you my friend <laughs> whoever you are yeah you just you know who you guy. are <laughs> okay all right brody you want to actually let's let's say brody for last because he's the guest uh, yeah, no, no one gives a shit about my opinion. It's all no, about these two it's boys. The, it's you the n- best opinion. That's why it should be saved for last. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm going to. I was going to recommend The Floor by Pitbull featuring <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. I, I, okay, for in the time that we're recording this, yesterday was Record Store Day. Um, Andrew hates Record Store Day, but I, I, I think you know I, I like Record Store Day. I, I don't like the releases. Like, like mm-hmm. even if there's something cool looking, it's like. It's like forty dollars, yeah, and it's like true. some gimmicky vinyl. I don't care. Yeah, like I, I I go to record stores there because usually they have sales. You can get like twenty percent off of everything. And that's that's exactly what so. I picked up yesterday. I didn't. This wasn't a record store day exclusive, but it was at um, B's, our record store here in town slash music store. Um, and I picked up um, the new EP by Sleep, or no, not EP it's not album. An e- it's, an album. It's, it's, album. It's enough songs to be considered an EP, but it's for for Sleep. For yeah. Sleep, it's an EP. <laughs> yeah. So the, basically, what this band is is basically your. But I your, guess is Dope Smoker technically a single? <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, yes, it, it, I, it technically is. It's a six or three minute long single. <laughs> but anyway, what this what this is what this ba- band is is basically your everything you need to understand stoner metal. It's basically just Black Sabbath songs slowed down a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really cool. You can tell that the only thing they listen to is Black Sabbath. Oh, we... It starts we, and ends yeah. there. Me and Brody went to, to Bees yesterday. We came back and opened up the album and... Describe the uh, the front cover for them so they understand. Yeah, the front cover is basically an, uh, an astronaut in space, which is pretty cool. And basically having that whole, like, space theme. But you got songs like Marijuana Knots theme. Um... <laughs> The Botanist, The Scientist, uh, Giza Butler, Sonic Titan, and we'll get to that because when you open up the cover, the you get this, fold, yeah. you get this mural of like a breakfast setting. You got a bong in the quarter. You got some weed on the side. Everything for you know your balance. I breakfast. wonder. What, yeah. I wonder what these guys do yeah. in their spare time. What but, is this genre? I know. But then you have like a Milton carton with Tony Iommi's picture on the side of it. You got a stick of butter that's not called butter. It's called Butler. For our boy Geezer Butler. Which are both members of the aforementioned band Black Sabbath. Yeah. If you for some reason didn't know that. Yeah. And then uh, you know, and it's just it's pretty much that that oh, they just listen to Black Sabbath and they slow it down a lot and it sounds amazing. I, I, I sleep is having a band I need to listen to more. I mean, because I of course I know Holy Mountain, that 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 song mm-hmm. is a fucking killer song. It's basically <laughs> Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath, the band. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good, man. Like I, I I obviously I don't have a record player up with me right now because it would annoy my roommates, but like Next year, uh, I'll have one. But I listened to uh, it, the whole album on Spotify after I bought it, and I'm just like, Jesus, this is so great. 
Um, so yeah, that's my recommendation is go and listen to the sciences by sleep out on third man records, supporting a local record company, you know, do it up. Sleep is not really a local band though. It's not, but the third man records has a basically in Nashville. Yeah. I was going to say it's it's like, it's also a pretty big record label. Yeah, I guess. Well, anyway, (laughs) just listen to sleep. It's a good band. Fuck you. That's my recommendation. Uh, wait, I had it. Oh, so it's 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 another Michigan boys. We got a resident Michigan boys, and these from are are from me and Michael's neck of the woods. They're from Highland. If um, you shout out dog, like I've already done it. What? No. Okay. Um, they're from and they're from Ann Arbor. Okay. Um, uh, they're Highland from, or Heartland? Oh well, Highland is the city in between Heartland and Milford, so Highland. Okay. But okay, they're yeah. they're they're right next to us, like directly next door to us. Okay. So they are from Highland. They are a very good indie. Emo, post-hardcore, whatever you want to call it. Fuck subgenres. Mm-hmm. They are a good rock band out of... You got to see a, 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 a fuck word on here. He's done it plenty of times already. <laughs> I know, I'm saying... Say, yeah, we, we got, got him out of, got him out of like, his I radio mood. Say poop the, right now. This, is, this is going to be bad when I go back to the radio <laughs> station. I'm going to get like a $50,000 fine. <laughs> um, I, but they're called Bear vs. Shark. And okay. they are a very good band in my humble opinion and my song since he recommended a song my song i will recommend is buses slash no buses One of the guys in here has like an MC5 shirt. Yes, it's already a good sign. Michigan band. Mm-hmm. Uh, One of the quintessential. Yes, that that I agree with. I don't know. What is the quintessential Michigan? I'd band? say the Stooges. Stooges got white stripes. You got Ted Nugent. <laughs> no, Kid Rock. Oh, fuck. Ba with a ba. With a wang, the wang, chicken, chicken, wang, wang. And if and with that, folks, we are signing off. <laughs> Have a great Give night. Give a ba with a ba for the rest of us at home. All right. Next Sorry. week, tune in for an episode all about. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, all about. We're going to bring on another guest from the Steam Life uh, staff. His name is Ben Ackley. We're going to be talking all about 60s garage and psychedelia, the underground stuff. The Pretty much it's a genre that I think my, 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 recommend, my recommendation for you, Michael, is you're going to have to kind of go in here with a different mindset than you would going exploring other genres because okay. – it's all very singles-based. Okay. It's very yes. singles-based, for sure. And um, the, the, there are certainly some standout names. I'm looking forward to it. I do love this music. The pro, a lot of it's the proto-punk. A lot of it's yeah. the proto-punk. The, yeah. What brought punk into here, very similar to the first wave of emo, as I, I have learned, or whatever. So, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Fuck emo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a wonderful life that you lead. <laughs> Goodbye.